You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Happy Monday. How are you today? Doing good. Doing good. The coffee perked me up sooner than normal today, so I, I enjoy that. Yeah, that's always I a plus. I like slammed it straight out <laughs> of the pot, baby. No. I wish I was that hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how intimidating that could be. Yeah. Just the chick who stares you in the eyes, grabs the pot straight off, and just pours it right in her gullet, doesn't even flinch. Yeah, I think I would slowly back away at that point. I was like, nope, nope, you're just, <laughs> you're on it now. You're like, all right, okay. <laughs> we're good on this girl right now. Let you have your caffeine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know what's wrong this week. I've just had a bad week. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, I don't know. It's just like it started off bad and it just progressively got worse and nothing's gone right. And I just, uh, I'm ready for the, I mean, the week is over, obviously, but it was just like, eh. you know, what's, what else? Well, can now go wrong? hopefully you can decompress. Today. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. I don't know. It was just yeah. one thing after another. And <laughs> so I, I I'll, I'll tell you a story before we get into everything, yeah. because one of the things that, I mean, it was already starting off bad, and, you know, I feel like I'm a pretty good employee at work. You know, I don't cause any trouble. I do my work and go home, right? But I uh, imagine so. One uh, Tuesday, I got called to HR, <laughs> you know, and that's usually never a good thing, but it was because I'd had enough of someone's mouth. You know, we, we have mm-hmm. this employee who likes to talk about people behind their back to other people. We all have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I uh, was already kind of on edge that day. And then I find out this. And instead of just letting it go, I was like, no, no, I'm going to I'm gonna deal with this right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go deal with this right now. Because if someone's going to talk about me, I'm going to go, let's just, let's hash it out. So yeah, I. Let's figure this out, man. Yeah, I approached the person and, you know confronted them about the situation and instead and you know I'll admit I probably came in pretty intense I wasn't yelling but you could tell that I was already kind of like the fire was in your eyes I was just like you know come on let's let's go deal with this right now let's come on let's go let's go Mm -hmm. and they were refusing and then uh once we got outside to deal with the situation this person decided to divert from where we needed to hash out this problem and go tattle and and that I was being 
irate and mean and all this other stuff. So mm. that just that set me off even further because it was like, you, clearly we could have just dealt with this, but you want to be this right. person. And they're not used to having conflict, apparently, like having to no. have the direct. No, apparently yeah. this person yeah. thinks that they it. are the boss. They are the, the king supreme. And when someone challenges that, they're afraid. At least that's what I took from it. So yeah. well, that's not what a king does. No. Just to throw that out there. Mm. So yeah, I not mean, that they're listening, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I would be surprised. <laughs> I would yeah. really. I be mean, surprised. if they are, then that's not what a king does. I'll just talk to you directly if you're listening. Yeah, you know, king but, deals with their problems. But it, it. Well, maybe not. Maybe they do outsource it. I don't yeah. know. I'm not a king. But loyalty. <laughs> Again, going to HR, I, I tried calming down yeah. and explaining the situation. I was like, look, this is this is the problem. I just wanted it sorted because, you know, clearly they felt the need to go talk about me behind my back and, and you know, badmouth me because I wasn't doing something they wanted. That They have mm-hmm. no, I mean, it's not even something they need to deal with. But clearly it bothered right. them enough to run their mouth. So... Mm-hmm. You know, I just told him flat out. I was like, I, yeah, I, I was aggravated. I was angry, but I was just trying to get this sorted out. And all this this attitude that I got from it just, you know, made it made it worse. And, and I just got amped up. So I'm sorry. You know, that's, that's what happened. But they yeah. didn't hear the problem. They thought the problem was the problem I had initially was the, right. you know, why I went off in the first place. And that's all they ever focused on. They weren't focused on the problem at hand, which was between two people. And I just found that to be right. incredibly aggravating. So I was like, clearly you didn't listen to anything I said. You you heard only what you wanted to, and that's that. So this is not going to get hashed out. Yeah. So it just it didn't make it's it grim. better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Feel like HR just had to. It probably just went through the motions of having to talk to you because that's part of their job. Sure, but maybe not fully trained on how to deal with employee conflict. Clearly not. So, because it seems like it should have been like you both got pulled into the office and let's talk about it kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But I'm that person. Like if I have that issue and like it doesn't get resolved between us two, well, like oh, let's just go in front of them both. That way, there's no he said, she said. Mm-hmm. Sit down. Yeah. I ain't scared. Let's talk about it talk with about a it. third party here. And yeah. <laughs> let them make the decision. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, yeah. Well, that, that sucks. But it's all right. I got over it. It's just, I, I guess it's just kind of kept me down because I'm just like, you know, it's just one thing after another. So, but, bes- yeah. when it rains, it pours, they say. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, what have you been playing this week? I feel like it's been another light week, but you would be proud of me or disappointed at the same time. I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Um, I started Thimbleweed Park finally. Finally. <laughs> I know. I know. I can't believe like I, I I just kept forgetting about it being there and I kept playing it and going back to it. So finally it was one of those things where I was like, I had no idea what I wanted to stream and I started looking through my backlog and I'm like, holy crap, really still? I've not done this. So it's been started. It's been fun. I don't think I'm too far along into it, <clears throat> but I was very happy to meet Sandy and Dave at the mm-hmm. diner. <sighs> you know, yeah. so it, 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 it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, I, I love the the seamless like between the two when you're going back and forth. Uh, 
I love the Mulder and Scully vibe because right. that's totally what I'm getting from the, the the two main characters, you know. And of course, being in the vein of Maniac Mansion, mm-hmm. um, this is why I'm so mad at myself that really it's taken me this long to get around to it. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I don't even know if you can go out of order in the game or if there's a specific way to do it or whatever. Um, so I think I had just uh, spoilers. If you're one of those that hasn't played it yet, three, two, one. So after I get like one of the characters knocked out behind the diner and you're in the sewer mm-hmm. and I called for help and come out and that's about where I am. Uh, <clears throat> so I've met just about, I think, everyone in town there and I, I, be... I got to help the birds fix the leak, mm-hmm. the pigeons, the large, well, the people dressed as pigeons. Yeah. And so I haven't gone down that side street yet because I haven't found... Well, I found the place to get the tube. I just haven't made it back to the birds with it yet. Right. The cake shop. Sure, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, exactly. That's where you sell vacuum tubes, you know. Um, but yeah, like it just... It's 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 cute. The nostalgia is real. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, the dialogue is witty enough to, to keep me entertained. And I, and, I, and I didn't know, actually, about... The backers of the game having a phone number in it. Yeah. I did not know this bit. And so uh, one of my viewers came in like as soon as I started the game. And they're like, I was a backer of this game. You should call me. And I'm like, well, that's a weird thing to say. Why would I call you? You know? Um, And so they explained it and gave me their phone number. And so we listened to, they got to like do a little, I don't know, line. Mm -hmm. Um, His was in German. So he had to tell me what it was. And he's like, that's weird. Because I was told to do it in native language and English. You know, but I had all the language settings to English. But for some reason, his voice call was still coming in in German. Um, something about, you know, hey, my name is, I, I won't say it here just in case sure. he doesn't want it, but um, name is blah, 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 you know, and very happy to be a part of this or however it was. And I was like, well, that's kind of fun. And the phone book is huge. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, massive. I finally actually found the phone book because I needed to to get, well, in in my playthrough, I guess it doesn't matter which character was in my playthrough. She was the one who got knocked out and put in the in the sewer. I don't know if it was always going to be her if it was just her I was playing when I went behind the diner. You know, I don't know mm. how that mechanic works out. But um, that was when I finally found the phone book. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. Like, I need one guy here, and now there's all this. But that's a cute little thing. Yeah. So that was a really cute, for those who, I guess, kickstarted the game and backed it early, they they got that little perk of being in the game that way. And, uh, yeah. So I'm not very far. I don't know how long the game itself actually is. I chose the regular mode. Like, yes, I've done puzzle games and blah, blah, blah. So I'm assuming it would take me a little longer than the casual mode if you wanted to just go through the story and not really do puzzles. Um, but it's cute. And if you were a fan of Maniac Mansion or pixel games or point and click games or just fun little story games, so far I recommend it. Yeah. It's, so it was, I can't wait to finish it. It was a lot of fun. And and definitely kind of keep your eyes open for little Maniac Mansion references like Sandy and Dave. There are others kind of sprinkled about. I think... I had I a feeling cor- there had to be. Yeah. If I remember correctly, the guy who runs the... Um, I think it's like a convenience mart on the outskirts of town... If I oh, remember, like the bro dude. Yeah, I think I think that's that's the guy. He's, and, and there's talks like, a like little, he's a stoner man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he has that plant. Yeah, and the blinking lights are in there on his counter. Yeah. I have if, talked to him. If you talk to him, he'll talk to you about Bernard, and I think it's supposed to be his cousin. Oh, so. Oh, 
I feel like I did, but honestly, this is probably one of those games I'm going to have to play again, like off stream, mm-hmm. because we got into like ton bouts of conversation yesterday that the game just kind of sat idle for a while. So I paid attention when dialogue was happening, but uh, well, you know how it is. Yeah. You get good conversation flowing in a chat room and you just you know, like all oh, the game's secondary right now. Sure. So, but uh, I'm having fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. fun. I'm sad it took me this long, but I'm glad I'm getting around to mm-hmm. it now. So, no. And that might be the only thing new. Still this war of mine. I'm almost through all of my people to say I could survive with all the different scenarios they've put forth. And um. I haven't touched Beat Saber this week, so I'm going to be rusty. (laughs) I know, right? It's going to be rusty, but I think that's all I've played. Mm -hmm. That's good. Trying to think. Nothing. Nothing else. Yeah. I I mean, I might have, and then it just wasn't important enough to stick in my mind. Another throwaway, toss away, like waste some time things. But uh, no, I think that's it. How about you? Still days gone. Usually you've got a good list. Yeah. I'm. I'm, Days uh, gone. Pretty deep into Days Gone. As far as uh, story goes, I mean, I know where I'm at, but as far as like lengthwise, like where I'm at, like some big things actually went down. And I know, I think I said this a few weeks back that the map felt very small. <laughs> and then the more and more I get into the game, the map just continues to grow. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So there's yet <laughs> another area that I have unlocked now. Oh, wow. And that's kind of where I left it last night is I went into this area and I'm, I don't think I'm really supposed to be going there as of yet, or at least not for any mission. Like I was in that area, like a mission prior to where I'm at now. And then I just, I saw there was a, you, you find these uh, areas in the game that are called uh, Nero checkpoints and they're like medical Mm -hmm. facilities for everything that's been going on and there you can find these little injectors which will boost your health or your stamina or your focus whatever you choose to to do and I, I i passed one during the mission but i couldn't get into the facility because i was mid-mission so i was like all right well i'll come back mm-hmm. so before i ended last night i was like well let me go back over there and see if i can get that injector which i did and then i just kind of got on my bike and this is kind of where i ended it but i was looking and i was like i Let's go ahead and explore this. Maybe that's where I'll come back tomorrow and I'll I'll explore this area because obviously there's things to do. And what's to to I guess to expand what I've been doing prior to that is I have essentially two of the th- three areas that I have been in, I have essentially finished. Like there's nothing more for me to do in those areas. I've collected everything. I've cleared out all the hordes. I think in uh, the very first area you play in the game, I've, I'm waiting on like one more camp mission, like for them to call me and say, hey, we need your help. Okay, once I do that, okay. then that's 100% done. That entire area is complete. Um, the area in which that I've kind of been playing in for the last week or so, the main camp, there's a horde or two maybe. No, there's only one. Yeah, that's one of my biggest complaints right now with the game is this buggy system with the hordes. Now, I have heard that after a certain time, hordes will actually appear on your map. So you can actually track them down and go take them out. I, Me personally, okay. I've been hunting them down blind. You know, trying to remember areas that I've seen because there are certain caves that you find. You'll find these little areas where it looks like they've been feasting or whatever, like they congregate to at night. Mm-hmm. 
So I've been I just like, you know, if I can take them out now, why not just take them out now? And that helps boost my experience and, and my uh, standing within the community. So I'm just like, screw it, I'll do it now. Because that's the kind of person, that's the player I am. I don't like doing everything at the end. I yeah. want to do everything before the end. So when I end the game, I'm done. You're done. Yeah. yeah. And I've been hunting down all these hordes, got most of them. But there's this one horde in the area that I'm at. I know where their cave is. I know where their little feasting area is, but I can't find them. And it, and during the day, they're supposed to be in the cave asleep. And at night, they'll be out wandering. I have no idea where they are. Like one, I think it was like two nights ago, I was circling this area trying to find them. And I'm like, come on now. And there were tons of freakers running around just kind of randomly scattered about. And there were plenty of them, but there was not one gigantic group. So I don't know yeah. what the deal is. Wow. And it was just aggravating me because I was like, you, come on, you know? Yeah, when you're looking for something, you spend so much time wandering around a yeah. game. Like it just the frustration kicks in. And and I'd had this problem prior because there was another one up in one of the other areas in the top right hand corner of the the map that was, you know, I actually looked this up because I was like, well, it's got to be around here somewhere. And they said it's in this cave, and I was like, okay, cool. I've been in this cave. I didn't see him, but I'll go back. And I went back during the day, went back at night, nothing. So eventually I started looking around the areas and that's what I was trying to do with this other one. And I said, well, where would they be? Like, where would they congregate to at night? And I, there was a graveyard nearby. So, so yeah, that makes sense. And sure enough, I found mm-hmm. them in the graveyard, but it's like it was a glitch because they were all kind of huddled up against a wall and I don't know what they were doing. And it was just, I was hmm. like, so, so this is why I couldn't find them because they're all huddled up next to this wall. They're not spread out anywhere. It's like they're just kind of crammed together here. So as soon as I threw a a Molotov at them, of course, they all went ballistic and started coming after me. And it's like it broke whatever glitch it had. But the problem is that they scattered about from the graveyard to their cave so much so that I had to just randomly pick off all the freakers I could between point A and Uh. point B until I actually cleared the horde. So it was just gotcha. it was like, Come on. Oh, that sucks. But I am I am enjoying it. Well, I'm having fun with it. Yeah. It's just little things like that. I have like, heard the game has some hiccups. Yeah. yeah. I mean there the more I play it, the more I think of things that could make it so much better. You know? I mean I I would say at one point I was probably aggravated at the whole gas thing with your bike. <clears throat> even having to repair it. But that also kind of adds a little bit of a challenge to it because you have to be careful about how you, you know, do things. You don't want to try to run out of gas because if you run out of gas and you got a bunch of freakers behind you, there's a challenge because you're like, well, shit, what am I going to do now? So it Uh it keeps you on your toes Mm. in this area. So I I get the reason behind it. So it's, it's not that big a deal. But yeah, it does have some bugs that they really need to work on. And that's one of them. Just I want to be able to find what i'm looking for (laughs) and there's even a a second bug i feel like it's a bug but i could be wrong is one of the collectibles that i'm looking for in that last area that i've been in it says that i'm still missing one but i've went through a checklist and i've gotten them all so i don't know Mm. what that's about yeah it could be so i'm gonna i'm gonna wait and see if maybe it'll clear up but i hope it's not a glitch because that would in turn Caused me not to get a trophy that I'd worked so hard to collect, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. 
We'll see. Hopefully it gets addressed. Yeah, you would think by now most of that would have yeah, been. Yeah, you, you'd think know. so, but I, it's not. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about some news because we've got quite a bit in, uh, in the news categories. Uh, first of all, last week there was an unexpected announcement that came through a Japanese press release and via a tweet from PlayStation saying that Sean Layden would be departing Sony Interactive Entertainment. And while we've seen other industry leaders kind of move along this year, like Reggie fils he went and retired and moved on to other things, what feels strange about this announcement is that Layden himself has said nothing publicly about his departure, which seems to lend a little bit of credibility to reports that Layden was pushed out. And yeah, because there was no like predecessor, right? Announced no. either. Mm-mm. Yeah. And with a solid track record with his 32 years at the company, one might wonder why this could have happened. Now, according to a report from Game Daily, there seemed to be a bit of a power struggle happening internally at the company, particularly between Layden and PlayStation boss Jim Ryan. A third party from an, uh, like a developer third party claims to have direct knowledge of the situation and was quoted as saying that Sony's global reorganization is actually causing this turmoil. And other details point to intense secrecy behind the PlayStation 5 that's actually keeping developers in the dark. But Mm. as it stands right now, it's really hard to pinpoint this issue because it's like a bouncing of what's this or that. And it could be a combination of all these things, you know, bunching it up and, and causing this issue. But I feel like with an industry vet like Layden being set aside along with these other possibilities, it's starting to make me wonder if Sony's about to falter and and allow know, its yeah. hubris to be its downfall because that's they've been on top for a while and if yeah. they get complacent right now, they're gonna they're gonna lose that spot. I yeah, it is it is strange. I mean we've seen we like you said, we've seen a lot of that this year. You know, um, but yeah, the, the, those stark differences and what's going on here kind of makes you wonder what was going on. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, with him not saying anything and Sony not announcing, hey, everything's fine. Actually, this person is going to be inserted into that place for whatever reason. Um, <clears throat> I guess we'll have to have faith and mm-hmm. wait and see what was going on. Because, yeah, he's been with the company long enough that I feel like um, some sort of exit line would be due yeah and and again compared to reggie's departure we we got an official you know message from him even with uh the the dev from that the one game with microsoft yeah whatever, like the like even with the games that we've been seeing people mm-hmm. leave like we've been hearing about it so i don't know yeah yeah it's it was definitely a strange thing because when i read the headline i was like wow what really now yeah so yeah, I think it, I just heard about that last night. Mm-hmm. So it's it's or yesterday during the day. It'll be interesting to see what happens because I don't want to, I don't want to think anything's wrong, but who knows? Who knows? <laughs> There's uh, no yeah. Uh, the next story I've got is the creators behind the recently released VR title Vader Immortal have announced a collaboration with Marvel Studios in a new VR title called Avengers Damage Control where players can team up with their favorite heroes from the MCU while utilizing a new hybrid tech from Wakanda and Stark Industries designed by Black Panther's sister Shuri. Now, unfortunately, if you were getting all excited, be like, oh, I can't wait for this to come out. Well, it's not going to be a home release game. It's more of an interactive 
interactive experience that you can only check out at a place called The Void. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with what The Void is. No, it's like an, I am not. It's a VR attraction uh, area or, or business or... Like at a theme park? Kind of, yeah. Or something like that. You know, they have these little facilities set up. The entire facility is set up to be this fully immersive, interactive VR uh set up so if okay. if you've got wind blowing in your face like if you're flying around as iron man they're going to have wind blowing at you if you're near something hot you're going to feel the heat if you're punching a wall they're going to make you punch a wall you know they have all these things set up to where you feel like you're not just playing something in vr but you're really in it so it's a mm-hmm. full That's immersive cool. experience yeah yeah the only problem is is that there's only a few hubs uh that are actually in the united states there are only certain cities that have them i think the nearest one near me is atlanta georgia (laughs) uh oh yeah that's still a hike yeah and there's only two in canada and i'm not even sure how many are i don't think there's maybe one in malaysia and that's the only one outside the the north america so they're very rare at the moment to actually find uh, and the concept does leave me wanting a home release, but the full interactive experience of being an Iron Man-esque character in a VR, I want to go do this. So yeah. Like, I would, yeah, no, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I would want to actively go on a vacation just to do that, you know, make that trip mm-hmm. because I think it would be cool, but... Yeah. If you know, if sure. you've got a void near you or if you know where you can find one and this sounds interesting to you, go to, go check it out or go, go check it yeah, out. Yeah, go look it yeah. up and see when they're going to be releasing it because I don't think they've said specifically yet when it's going to start being part of the, the Void experience program because I, I think they have different setups you can do. It doesn't have to be this. You can go there and do all sorts of stuff. Like they have other experiences mm-hmm. you can you can enjoy. But this one sounds really cool. So I, I yeah it does I definitely want to and I've not played Vader Immortal yet it's on my wish list mm-hmm. I was waiting until a couple more episodes came out and I know the second one just did mm-hmm. um, but it looks really good and from let's plays that I've seen so I'd imagine this this would be a pretty cool experience to go to go do so. yeah and the fact that Marvel Studios is behind it I mean yeah. that's some money right there <laughs> that's a little icing on the cake <laughs> yeah they're yeah, not gonna for sure. just you know half-ass it they're gonna be like no 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 we got money here Here's some of that in-game yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Make it really cool, yeah. right? Really good. I mean, we made more than we know what to do with an opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So here, yeah. make a really cool experience. For sure. Uh, the next story I've got uh, actually took us a few headlines to wrap our head around since some of the details felt muddied by a few outlets didn't quite follow it either. But I think I figured it out, so I'm going to break it down. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right, let's do okay, this. Okay, so back in 2016, Twitch streamer James Phantom Lord Varga had his channel taken down by Twitch after it was discovered that Varga owned a site where players of the game Counter-Strike Global Offensive could wager on items within the game. Not only did he fail to disclose ownership of the site to Twitch, but he actually broadcast matches of the game that were rigged in his favor. Now, once Twitch found out about this, they banned him. And then Varga, in turn, attempted to sue Twitch for breach of contract 
intentional misrepresentation, negligent misrepresentation, and unfair competition with the damages as a result of his wrongful termination adding up to be in the millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. However, within the player's contract that Vargas signed, which he admitted he did not read, but I'm not saying that makes it yes. better. I'm just saying he, he admitted he didn't read it. Yeah. Twitch has a limited liability clause within the contract that states that any damages sought through legal means were capped at $50,000, and therefore he could not sue for millions. So, Varga decided to fight the clause, and he won, Mm -hmm. with the judge stating or calling the cap unconscionable and adding that from a practical point of view, limiting recovery to $50,000 virtually kills off the odds of any suit against Twitch at all. Because you're essentially going to just be paying your lawyer and all these other fees, and you're barely going to get anything out of it Mm -hmm. to begin with. So they said, no, no, you're able to sue them for whatever. And with this ruling in his favor, he is now free to pursue his millions of dollars lawsuit. I think the last I heard, he wanted thirty-five. Million. Okay. According to a, a little clip that I saw off of a, his YouTube mm-hmm. from his mouth. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's going to be <clears throat> interesting to see where it, like, what, how this plays out. Because if he succeeds in getting his millions of dollars, you know, other sharks are going to jump in that blood in the water. So, yeah. I mean, the good thing about that is it is uh, it is a nice thing for creators, mm-hmm. right? So let's just say, in his case, I don't feel like he was wrongly banned, but I am not a judge. I do not hold the law. Um, and this has nothing to do with why he was banned. Because I had a hard time wrapping my head around it because I think I was letting why he was banned clouding the judgment. Like, I couldn't mm-hmm. put the two together. Like, why would the judge say that was okay? But once I read that the ruling was just about the contract itself right. and had nothing to do with why he was taken out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a win for creators sure. because in this day and age with people, how many times have we reported getting day bans or these sorts of things wrongfully, mind you, because some viewer had a crawl up their butt that day and reported and somehow managed to make it through when there was no reason to report or get banned. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good for them. Um, although it's just weird that it has to be this guy paving the sure. way. Cause I just, I mean, I'll grab my popcorn and watch. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But I, I feel like trying to sue for 35 mil when you were breaking two TOSs might be a little bit of a reach, yeah. but we live in the weirdest timeline. So I have no idea how it's going to turn out. But I mean, yeah, it would, <laughs> it would at least be, if he wins the other case, I would be surprised because at that point you're just saying, Okay, now wait a second. So he did actually break his. That's setting a really bad precedent. Yeah, exactly. So, I again with with this, I I'm I'm for him winning the other case. I I don't want to see that happen because the guy well, was. Let's see how if he even moves forward. Yeah, because yeah, I mean he was in the wrong. Sure. To my understanding of what I've read of the situation, that's what it sounded like to me. Basically, he was scamming people. Mm-hmm. He was scamming people. That's what it's... And. Uh, Broke, I think, Twitch's terms of service, mm-hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong, Valve's also yeah, yeah. with their gambling mechanic for that. So, um, I mean, yeah, I uh, let's wait and see what yeah, happens. Wait and see so what happens. It's all it we is need. a win for content creators overall, uh, but we'll see how it ends up being a win for this guy or not. Mm-hmm. 
if he decides to move forward. True. I mean, hopefully he has a lawyer telling him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> any lawyer with any sense would be like, no, no. I mean, you're not going to yeah, win this. Like, how about we try for this maybe? But uh, $35 million seems like a lot because mm. he was like estimating it off how much he was making a month when he was running his little gambling ring or whatever yeah. it was. And then, yeah. So, so. Weak sauce, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, let's do some quickets. Because yeah. I got a handful. I don't have a lot, but I got a handful. There uh, we go. First one I've got is I'm crossing my fingers that the wildly popular Untitled Goose Game may see a release on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, since it Good. blew up. And it's funny because I felt... When I saw it, I was like, this is going to be so fun. I thought, you know, it would be one of those little things that just fell under the radar. It, it was it was appealing mm-hmm. to me. It spoke to me. I was like, I really want to play this game. And then the entire world ate it up. It's become a meme. It's become this great thing. It's Because people want to be so a, strange. an asshole goose. <laughs> they really do. They really do. Yeah. So, And it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's just such a simple little game. I'm glad. I'm glad to see it's so, getting this this type of attention. I really am. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping that I won't have to go out and buy a Switch or whatever to play this. That I can. Just play it on your. I can't imagine the PC specs are that high. I've not yeah, looked into I, it. I probably but, could. Um, I I just. But yeah. I never hit the PC. Just from like watching it, I can't imagine it would take a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know these things. I just. I barely look at specs. I probably should, but I know I meet them, so I usually <laughs> don't worry too much. But it doesn't look like it would be a resource. No, on. no. I just, you know, I'm hardly in front of the computer, and that's why I don't care to, mm-hmm. to play them on the computer, because I just don't. It's just something I don't that's do. That's fair. But yeah. I have the option if it's there. So if it never happens, that's how yeah. I played Cuphead. You know, I, was ne- I knew it would never come to PlayStation or anything like that, so I was like, I want to play this game. Yeah. So I'll get it on PC. And I did. And I played it. Yeah. Never beat it, but I played it. <laughs> um, oh, I thought you did. I never no, did. No, I never did. I just got to it. Because, again, it's the the idea of sitting in front of the computer and playing it. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's just me. We got to get you to hook it up to your TV. Yeah. So at least then maybe you feel like I feel it. like I did at one point. Like, but I just, the work involved with that, I was just like, eh. You know, it was just another one of those things. It's an HDMI sure. cord. Well, it should be. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if we have to watch like something on a, a TV show, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't isn't on Hulu, but you have to stream it like through their service or whatever, right. we just HDMI cord the laptop to the TV and just yeah. watch it like we're watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, one game that is getting released on another platform is Red Dead Redemption Two coming to PC yeah, in November. <laughs> However, I will say this. Uh, if you are a Steam user and you were looking to get this in November, you're going to have to wait until December. Now, they didn't say anything about ep- Epic yeah. exclusives or anything like that. It's going to be on so many other platforms, no. but for whatever reason, Steam version will not be out until December. That's just... I think it's because of all the pre-order bonuses. They want you to get it through their service, sure. the Rockstar thing. Yeah. Because this, don't you get like a special horse Probably. or... You know, there was like, I, I saw that there was like a couple of things, like if you pre-order, you get a little bonus mm. for, but I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to buy your game again. Mm. I know it's going to work on a lot sure. of people. And I had a feeling this time it was going to come out on PC. Um, 
but I'm not going to buy it again. But I am sad because I would have much rather had it on PC well, you, than PlayStation. I think I'm I'm more interested to see what the modders do with the game because you know. Oh God, right? Yeah, I'd love to see what they come up with. So I'd say all next year, that's what we're going to be seeing. Red Dead Redemption Two mod Probably. have. Uh, whatever the hell in the game i don't i don't really know what they want to do yeah. i can't think of anything whatever skin mod yeah. script they do uh yeah who knows maybe if i see it on some super sale or whatever i might pick it up mm. again but as of right now i'm just gonna be sad and jealous from those who had the patience to wait right right see i never bought it i just borrowed or those it. who have the money to just spend on a game over and over again mm. i don't know <clears throat> Uh, Iron Man VR will release on February 28th, 2020, exclusively to PlayStation VR. So if you were looking forward to that, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've looked at it and it, there's a part of me that does want to play it, but I, it's not one of those. Like, I can see the type of game it's going to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you just like, well, yeah. you know, it's going to kind of be cheap and wonky and you know and i could be wrong i just feel bad for the devs who do only playstation vr because it's like it's just not the best version of vr right now and i feel like you could make it for all of it like give it to those who have the playstation vr too Mm -hmm. but i feel like you could really benefit from cross all vrs but something tells me it'll wind up it'll it'll wind up on pc eventually you you just wait maybe eventually uh ea allowed a data leak of a player's personal information during a registration for FIFA's 20 global series. Okay. Yeah. How about that? That's that's wonderful. That's good of them to do so. That's, Uh, it really is very generous to, to take the work away from you. Mm. You know, I just, I wanted to let everybody know that. Uh, and (laughs) in a move that uh, went completely unannounced by Sony yet again, since they didn't want to announce anything this week, uh, cross-play for the PlayStation 4 is now open to developers. So if they want to oh. do cross-play... Right, well, there's something. Yeah. I mean, my, my only hope at this point is I would love to see Monster Hunter get it cross-play, but I'm not holding my breath either. Because I think yeah. that was one of the, the con- uh, discussion points in the house when that happens. Like, oh, they cross-play. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. just because they opened it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Okay? That just right. means the option is there. It's now mm-hmm. up to the developers to do so. So right. I had to make that very clear. And I feel like it, from a dev standpoint, you should. Sure. You know, but. Um, I'm sure there's. <laughs> I love that they're passing it off on the developer, though. They're like, all right, it's not up to us anymore. Yep. Stop yelling at us when your game is a crossplay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a sneaky, sneaky move. It's just like. We, yeah. We've washed our hands of this Twitter fiasco. Mm-hmm. It's like it's there if you want it. <laughs> Uh, the Nintendo Switch is getting an official stylus because nothing okay. says official like a $20 stylus from Nintendo that you can, because you They've know. They've always loved that accessory yeah, stuff, You though. know it's going to be, you're going to have a little Mario thing. It's going to have all these little designs. It's going to cost you more than you need to pay because you can buy a $5 or less stylus. And then wait and see if any games actually take advantage of having exactly. it. Is it a notebook all of a sudden? Am I unaware of that feature? I'm sure it's for the like tablet. It might be for the the light or whatever. I don't know. It's just said for the switch. Okay. People want styluses. Uh, and <laughs> and something that I it's all they talk sure. about. Because yeah, I've I've been hearing all about it since its release. 
I mean, this like for like a month if I've just been hearing about how people have a switch and like where the crap is my stylus. And so here right. you go. Really happy for you guys. Uh, and something that I considered very cool news, Uno released its very first Braille deck. Yeah. Wow. And it's interesting that I'm surprised that it's taken this long having just gotten this knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be... Uh, a little more expensive than your typical deck, obviously, because it's got... But it's only... We're talking like four bucks. So I think a, an Uno deck is like six. So it, this will be about ten. Um, okay. And it actually comes with optional instructions that you can find on Audible if you need it. If you need to know how to play with this oh. deck and all that. So... Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, James Bohem. Bohem. Boham. Boharm. He's the co-founder of uh, Mixer. Uh, he's announced. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. He announced his departure from Microsoft to take a position on the mm-hmm. board of directors for GamerGoo. Do you know what GamerGoo is? Yeah, I, I have since because I, I had it confused with something else because there's like two different things because there's like some goo that helps clean out your keyboard. Mm. <laughs> and at first, that's what I thought it was like. It looks like putty or whatever, and it just sets on your keyboard. You pick it up and then you can rinse it off. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's like for the controllers, right? It's like for the grip and sweat proof and all this kind of stuff. I think it's something to do with the controllers. I just read gamer lotion like, and I was like professional. gross because I don't think it's a lotion. See now maybe I don't know. I don't know. I thought it, whatever. I thought it but was, maybe I don't. I, I found I don't use controllers ever, so I don't know. Gamer lotion is what I saw, so I was like, okay, that's that's gross. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a lotion. Alpha Dream, the I'm creators really bad at giving the news. Alpha Dream, the creators of the Mario and Luigi series for Nintendo's handheld platforms, filed for bankruptcy oh, right. uh, last week due to a massive debt incurred through high development costs. I'm I'm really sad about this. I haven't played a Mario and Luigi title in a while, but I have played yeah. at least I want to say at least two of them, and I wanted this series like w- the what they did with this series was exactly what Mario and Luigi... Like, these characters, that's what they needed because they created the Mushroom Kingdom and made it alive. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, we're platforming through this world and then you're jumping on this and all. No, they created stories. They created narratives. They created a world around these characters gave Mario and Luigi personalities beyond just mm-hmm. big brother, little brother, and that's it. And I really enjoyed what they did. Like they, they, there was a running gag in some of the games where everybody's like, "Oh, it's Mario! Oh, you're so awesome, man! It's so great to meet you. I know you." And looking at Luigi, he's like, ah, "Who are you? <laughs> Who are you?" And it was just is a funny little gag, you know. Mm-hmm. So I really I would hate to see this series fold because they have to go under. I'm hoping that maybe Nintendo will swoop in and just acquire them so they can do this fully. Right? That would be my dream. For Alpha Dream. But Which seems a little strange that I guess that hasn't been the case all this time. Yeah. Because it's a it's a great series if you've never played it and you like Mario and Luigi and you'd like to see a fresh take on it, I would recommend it because I would love to see them do more, like a Switch version of those games. It would be amazing what right. they could do with that. I don't know. But yeah, I'm aside. So you, you found something on GamerGoo? Oh, I saw I you did. getting no, all excited. Right. It was some sort of like... Well, no, um, yeah, so it was some sort of stop sweaty hands at the source, dry hands for up to four hours. So I guess it's like the opposite of lotion. Okay. 
<laughs> Gamer Goo is designed to eliminate sweat and <clears throat> increase your grip. It is available in multiple scents. Okay. Well, that's still weird. Uh. Yeah. So, and then there's instructions. So I was kind of right because I saw a controller in the little ad thing there. But uh, no, it, yeah, you were right. It's some sort of okay stuff you rub into your right. hands. Well, that's, it's there just, it's All weird. Right. Uh, Us Two Games, the developer of the award winning Monument Valley is currently under investigation due to accusations of anti-union activities by the Independent Workers Union of Great Britain, which is a trade union in the UK. I don't know anything about their laws, but they apparently broke them. So, whoops. Monument. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) I mean, Monument Valley, if you've never played that, I would recommend that title as well. It's kind of fun. I think I played it as a, did I get it for free? I feel like I got it for free on mobile. Because it was there, and I was like, "Yeah, what the hell, sure." And yeah, sure. it was yeah. it was pretty fun. You go through it pretty quick, so I don't expect some long, drawn out game. But it was it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capcom released a look at the next round of DLC for Monster Hunter World coming in November. This time, uh, it seems to be featuring outfits of Leon and Claire from Resident Evil Two. That's kind mm-hmm. of my take on like skins like they did with Aloy yeah it's what it kind of sounds like yeah. yeah but they did kind of have this one clip and again it could just been for the 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 trailer they released where they had their voices in it so i don't know maybe they'll have like a little story like they did with the girlt or girlt i don't know why i girlt, said girlt yeah. it's like i swallowed it girl but also there will be zombie skins in the game as well where you can this is so weird to me yeah, you, and we were like just talking about these strange game crossovers yeah. mm-hmm. and now you can be a zombie the, hunter because you do walk around like which is weird oh yeah oh geez and then you're okay and then your hub uh can turn into the uh resonate the the raccoon police station so, oh right so okay that's kind of neat nice and i haven't quite figured this one out but Mr. X is in the game, but I don't know if he yeah. is supposed to be a Palico skin or if it's an actual Hunter skin because you kind of see them working in tandem with one another. Yeah, I'd have to look at it again because it seemed like one article I was reading, and I don't know if it was the one I sent you or not. Maybe it was the same one. Like maybe it was even just a skin on like an NPC. Yeah, because from someone that you could buy stuff from or whatever. Was well, uh, someone kind of mentioned? You know, like how they have those around. It could have been a skin for the uh, the. I can't remember what the she's called. Skin of the handler NPC, yeah. a guild receptionist in a stirrup. Yeah. Is the is the from what they can tell? So like nobody has anything solid. It looks sure. like, but yeah that, yeah, that was it. And there's also something involving the character Tofu, which they didn't really go into great detail. They just kind of showed him as like some little chain hanging from a sword. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't understand the appeal of that weird character. It's just like some weird thing. Somebody was high one day making Resident Evil Two and said, <laughs> "Let's just let's create a character that's just a block of tofu, man." Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's scary, though, tofu. Mm -hmm. It is. Have you tried to eat tofu? Mm -hmm. No, you don't like it? Mm -hmm. You got to do it right. You got to cook it with something right. I'm one of those people, man, texture in food is a big deal. And it it is not a pleasant (laughs) texture. I can can eat it. I mean, it's... 
Yeah, but why though? Anyone can, but there's so many choices. There are so many choices that I can't understand why we settle on tofu. Well, I mean, it's trying to get out of the meat thing. I'm not saying I'm a vegan or anything like that, but okay, we got all these impossible burger stuff now. I like, mean, I'll, this is vegan and vegetarian heaven starting to happen right I, now. I mean, guys. I, like, I would like to try an impossible burger. I've I've had like the black bean burgers like a good and one, stuff yeah. like that, and they are really mm-hmm. good. But I've heard, I've always heard about Impossible Burger being amazing. I would like to try one. I just. It depends on where you go. I have like one vegetarian friend that I know that, and I can't remember. I think it was some local place though to where they live, but that they actually almost sent it back because they were very convinced that they were given meat. Wow. Like that's how close the texture and everything has gotten now. So he was like, nope, I swear to God, the whole time I thought they gave me a burger. And when she came back, the server and was like, no, that's the right thing, you know, and it's pretty impressive. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the same at like whatever fast food place that I heard is doing one now, but uh, at some local shops, apparently like your local restaurants or little chains or whatever, they're not doing a bad job. Hmm. Coming from somebody who's been a vegetarian most of his life. So. Sure. Uh, NetherRealm Studios released the first official trailer for the upcoming Terminator DLC. Uh, I felt like the gameplay was badass. The character looks badass. But that voice, man. It's, uh, God. It, it was like you... <laughs> I knew it was coming, okay? And I, I had my fingers yeah. crossed that the guy was going to speak. And it'd be like, okay. Okay, he's passing as Arnold pretty good. But no, it was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am the Dominator. And I was like, oh, God. Okay, that's terrible. No, I would rather no. you just be we a... We should have just made him a mute. Yeah, exactly. I would have r- rather you just not say a word. And then, you know, yeah. some guy could walk up and be like, who are you supposed to be? And he just looks at him and flips him off or something like that. He's like, oh, that's how it's going to be, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Right, exactly. Because how do you get his... How do you get the rights to his face... And not get his voice. I don't get that whole thing either. Like, legalities are so weird to me. I don't get it. I, it, I don't get it. I, yeah, I don't know. Unless he had to turn it down for some reason. It's like, if he voice had something work. going on at the same time. I don't I don't know, man. I, I'm not a massive celebrity. I don't know what your day looks like. Voice work. Mine is spent mostly in my pajamas. And you know what? That right there, that right there. I've heard voice actors on numerous occasions, and when they talk about their work process now, for like. But he doesn't do voice work. Doesn't matter. Let's be real. That's probably his one asset that doesn't work in his favor. But but still, you could have somebody come to his house with recording equipment. He could sit around in his pajamas, have a beer, whatever, and just sit there and say, "All right, all right, say these lines. Two hours of your day tops. There you go. Good. We got the lines. We'll see you later. Yeah, done." I'm with you on it. Don't get me wrong. I'm on your side. I'm just saying I don't know the life, the day, a day in the life of Arnold. It's sad. It's all this is. This maybe he doesn't like video games, but he's like, screw it. You can take my face because I don't have to do anything for it. I don't know. Stupid. Anyway, um, a dish. I'm really making him out to be the bad guy here. Uh, <laughs> I don't wanna. That was my good Arnold voice. Did you like? I it? mean, it was it was terrible, but <laughs> you know. Like how you think it's going to sound in your head to what it actually sounds like when it leaves your mouth. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. My brain worked against me there. Yeah, it did. Uh, Additionally, (laughs) to to this uh, DLC, there's going to be a skin for Sonya Blade uh, giving her a very Sarah Connor vibe. So I think it's like the Terminator 2 Sarah Connor where she's got the hat and the sunglasses and she's looking all militant and badass. 
So there's that. Gotcha. Plus, they kind of s- snuck out a, another tease for, I guess, the next DLC, because I think the next DLC was going to be Joker, which doesn't make any sense. Joker should have been right now, don't you think? I mean, I know... I don't know what's going on anymore. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, Joker just came out in <laughs> yeah, theaters. Yeah, no, in timing with the movie, it would have been... And, uh, and, and Yeah, a little extra boom. I know the Terminator, the new Terminator movies come out this month, too, but... I don't know. They sh- they should have figured that out. Release them both at the same time. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, there was another tease for another de- uh, like skin that's going to be in the game for Cassie, and it looked like it was going to be Harley Quinn's outfit. So that'll be released oh. alongside with the Joker, which kind of neat. Got it. Uh, the first official look at the upcoming VR title, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners was released alongside an official release date of January 23rd, 2020, and it will be coming out on the Oculus Rift. I don't really know. They didn't go into great detail about this game, about what it's going to be. Yeah, I, I, a friend shared a, a trailer, and that's about all I saw, too, so I'm sure I have the, the same information. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, I mean, it looks like it's it'll be cool sure. if you're into being... In a zombie universe in VR. Yeah. Uh, we know Todd would be all over it if it was PSVR, but mm-hmm. it's not. And lastly, <laughs> on November 15th. Yeah, I think it was like more like a VR action survival telltale kind of version eh. thing of it, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. And I think it actually is being produced by Skybound, which is who oh, the well, creators. That uh, yeah. That's Robert Kirkman's company. So I think it'll be done proper. Unlike an AMC mm-hmm. game that came out that we won't speak of. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, no, on November... I just pretend it doesn't yeah. exist. On November 15th, some known celebrities like Daredevil's Deborah Ann Wall and Matthew Lillard of Scream and Scooby-Doo fame will be attending Lost Odyssey, the Book of Knowledge, which is a live D&D experience being held to raise money and awareness for the Autism Society of America. So how about that? Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Are you ready for some truth or trash? Let's do it. I got four. See see if I can get anything. I think they're pretty good. First, the PlayStation 5 will have its very own Alexa Siri type AI. Oh, true. I don't even have to think about that one. It just makes sense. All right. This is probably like the bit first no I'm going to get the whole time, but nope. On the You got to compete with Xbox, yo. Don't they have their own version or something? Well, fun- like way back when the Kinect first happened. Well, funny you should say that because on the opposite side of this uh, story, the Xbox Scarlet is being designed around an all-new Kinect hardware. Ooh. True. I feel like they would have to because they can't get rid of the connect. I've heard good things that the, like as far as console cameras go, mm-hmm. it's very superior. Okay. <coughs> so we'll see. Even if it did creep me out when I first heard it was announced however many years ago, mm-hmm. it really creeped me out. <laughs> okay. The next one is Bethesda will announce the Fallout Legacy Collection next month. You know what? I'm going to say true because I don't think Bethesda knows any better. Okay. 
Like, they're just going to keep shoving stuff out there and seeing who's going to be okay mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, I would. And maybe this time people won't get sick from it or get what they want mm-hmm. or think they're getting. But totally. Yeah. Bethesda would do this. Well, this this legacy They'll sell you collection anything. is supposed to contain all the games except 76. So have one, two, three, oh. New Vegas, four. Well, then, yeah, totally. Even better. Okay. There you go. Uh, the the games that were good. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And lastly, <laughs> because we have not, we have yet to accurately decide who the next Super Smash Brothers Ultimate DLC character is going to be. So, you know what? We, we've got it right now. This is it. This is hands down. These, these okay. are going to be the, the, we got four of them. Okay. I can't wait. You're going to tell me something so off base. It's going to be ridiculous. And they're they're going to be it. they're going to be in the game. They're going to be in the game. We're saying it now. They're going to be in the game, or at least I think so. We're but it now. but I mean, you you have so to decide. Already a true. Well, you. I trust you. I'm, I'm going to give you. You decide. You decide because it is okay. Uh, bandana Wald Waddley D. Never heard of it. No, it's just like a Kirby enemy, which is very random. So, <laughs> no. Okay. Could I say false? That's fine. True. Uh, trash. Okay, we'll say trash for that one. Um, Professor E. Gad. Oh my God! You're gonna name all these things. I have no idea what it is. Okay. Well, you. Professor E. Gad. And then, and then I'm gonna get added on Twitter. Like, how do you not know who this is? Well, Professor E. Gad was the guy who he was like the the secondary character in luigi's mansion he was a little crazy looking professor guy who gave luigi Uh, the vacuum yeah true but he just doesn't seem at least he was there at some point kind of yeah but is he a fighter i don't know uh the next one but aren't we also talking about like a game that brought in like persona 5 characters and things like that Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. uh rayman (laughs) oh True. Okay. Yeah. Why not? I'm going to just say true to those that okay. I know. Well, then you should know this last one <laughs> because be the last one is a big one. Crash is Bandicoot. Oh, true. Okay. Yes. There you go. Totally. There you go. Yeah. They're all coming. No to the first two. Yeah, they're all coming to Smash Brothers. You didn't know it. Or at least I think there they're all go. coming. You say two and two. You fun. think they yeah, all sure, are? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Why not? Let's just go balls yeah, to the wall I mean, crazy. At this point. We had Terry show up. Everyone knows who Terry is. Terry for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm probably pissing somebody off. Anyway, uh, let's do I, it, But it makes you want to keep going a little, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> let's do some weird news. I've got one, just one little weird news snippet because... You know, I remember a time when we could talk about Twitch and go, yeah, they're all right. And now I'm just kind Sometimes, of under... Sometimes, yes, still. Okay, but I'm just kind of under the assumption now that because it's become a place that has kind of a reputation, we're only getting the worst news. Oh, I'm I think sure at this point that we're in the weirdest timeline for them, for sure. Like, Yeah, like we only seek out the weird stuff. So <laughs> an example of this is there was a streamer on Twitch that... Uh, Apparently lost his damn mind because his internet chose not to work. So he got frustrated because the thing, you know, it was skipping and, and causing him to, to blip out or whatever happens when you stream. This and, is a streamer? Yeah. Yeah. He was he was having okay. internet issues and 
he he got so frustrated he uh need his uh keyboard across his you know broke it in half with his knee oh that's good and shattered it everywhere while you know the entire that world helped. could see and, sure. uh then he uh, while his internet wasn't working he was still live Somehow, yeah, it was just really weird. I think I'm guessing it was intermittent, like it wasn't working like it should. Oh, so maybe it was he like, was dropping frames or something. Yeah. And, okay. So then he decided, continued to destroy whatever was in his room, and then then he realized that you know he was doing something wrong, and decided he maybe he needed to just stop stream altogether before he destroyed everything. Uh, so I'm kind of thinking this guy needs some anger management because damn. Because yeah, like I mean, that did it help your internet? No. Yeah. Now you're just like out a keyboard, probably a mouse. Mm-hmm. And if you're a gamer, the probably you invested a little bit in those. Sure. I'm not saying they had to be like hundreds of dollars, but no, um, but 70, 80, 90 bucks, still a lot, you know? Yep. 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 So, yeah. People, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen those rage where people like break their controllers and throw them and all that kind of stuff. It's probably best to stop a smidge before that sure. because you're really just hurting yourself even more by destroying your own stuff. I agree. All right. Well, I'm going to go through some release dates because there are a lot of release dates or at least a lot for our first day. Because on October 8th, man, oh, man, there are some games coming out. Let me tell you. Yeah. What do we got? Uh, first of all, <clears throat> we have John Wick Hex coming to PC. I'm yeah, excited. you're excited. Uh, then we have Trine 4, the Nightmare Prince for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Plus, you can get the Trine Ultimate Collection for all platforms as well, which will collect 1 through 4. I bought a collection before I knew there was going to be a 4, so now I've got to get this one. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my luck. But I mean, it was a, it's like was a when good I always sale. buy something the day before <laughs> it goes on sale. I'm like, you son of a. But it, I mean, it was a good sale, so I got them for cheap. And I would recommend them if you've never played them. They're fun games. Uh, there's also Ukulele and the Impossible Layer for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. I thought the first game was uh, kind of. It was all right. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised I got a sequel. Right. Uh, then. No. <laughs> I don't understand sometimes yeah. when sequels come out where I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Call of Cthulhu, the official video game, comes to Nintendo Switch. Indivisible for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Battlestar Galactica Deadlock for Nintendo Switch. Grid for PC. Concrete Genie for PlayStation 4. Reventure for Nintendo Switch. Tropico 6 for Xbox One. Worse Than Death for Nintendo Switch and PC. Asphalt 9 Legends for Nintendo Switch. Atlas for Xbox One. Burger Time Party for Nintendo Switch. A Winter's Daydream for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. The Alliance Alive HD Remastered for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Soccer Tactics and Glory for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. And Dodge Hard for Nintendo Switch. Then on October 9th, hey, it's my birthday! It's, uh... Yeah. Stellatum. Stellatum? Yeah. Stellatum for Xbox One and... Is that the game you wanted for your birthday? No, no. Nothing good's coming out on my birthday. Uh, Stellatum for <laughs> Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Draw a Stickman Epic 2 for Xbox One and Mist Over for Nintendo Switch. Then on October 10th, we have Asgard's Wrath for PC VR. I want to play this one. Did yep. look fun. 
Uh, Spirit Hunter NG for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. River City Melee Mock for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Mist Over for PlayStation 4. Mabel in the Wood for Nintendo Switch. Valfaris for Nintendo Switch and PC. And I feel like this next one I said last week uh, for Nintendo Switch, but I'm going to say it again because it's also coming out on PC, is uh, BDSM, the Big Drunk Satanic Massacre, uh, Nintendo Switch and PC. So I guess it got delayed because that seems to be happening all the time now. Then, Then we were here together for PC. Pine for Nintendo Switch, Tangle Tower for Nintendo Switch, and Contraptions for Nintendo Switch. Then finally on October 11th, we have Frostpunk Console Edition for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Grid for PlayStation 4. Twin Cop, which I'm almost positive was one of our name that game games for Xbox Uh, One. Uh, Active Soccer for 2019 for Xbox One. Killer Queen Black for Nintendo Switch and PC. Doraemon Story of Seasons for Nintendo Switch and PC and Earthfall for Nintendo Switch. Excellent. Mm. It's time to play Name That Game. And cut. All right. (laughs) uh, Today's choices are just... Like all, last all week, gems? last week, I think I was just like, well, they were just, you know, it's, it's an interesting one here. Now, this week, it just, it's like we went back to the bottom of the barrel and found the worst <laughs> games. These have to be shovelware. They cannot be anything but all asset right. flips and shovelware because they are terrible games. At least they sound terrible. And trust me, I'll it make them sound new. terrible. Yeah, the the first one. In this game, you must shoot to the pink points to undress the girl. But keep an eye on the timer and the bullets. With eight different levels that increase in difficulty, you'll wonder why you're putting this much effort in trying to see a naked woman when Pornhub is only a few clicks away. Really? I mean, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) So, is this game A... Bang bang boogie. <laughs> Do what? Okay, I'm sorry. Then you were like, "What in this game is?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's all of the description." Okay. Yeah. No. Um, no. There was. Sorry, I mean, there was, was the first one. I was there expecting were a, few... a little bit more, but no, no, no. I I mean, once you kind of get through it, I was like, "No, I'm going to narrow this down to this because that's all it is." Uh, is the first one? Is it a bang bang boobies? B strip shooter. C, Precision Pink, or D, Building Patience for Rape? Oh, that's good. Um, God, I hope it's not D. Oh, man, I'm I mean, conflicted. Because I feel like it could be. We have had games with that in the title before. Sure. <sighs> I'm going to go with, uh, what was A, Bang Bang something? Bang Bang Boobies? Yeah, I'm going to go with Bang Bang Boobies. Okay. Answer is B, Strip Shooter. Yeah. That actually was the one I thought it wasn't. Because the other one said something about pink, and I was like, that could be. Hmm. Mm. 
All right. I mean, it's it's one of those things that it, it's so blunt and to the point. Strip shooter. Yeah. It's like, bang, bang, get some boobs. You know? Sure. Hmm. Okay. Well, this next game, and I'm going to make sure that I, I read it as verbatim as possible because, you know, the English was great. Uh, this game is a VR music game which the user could watch and experience the beautifully and sexily girls dancing around the user. At first, only one girl and one dance can watch and experience. When the user finishes watching a dance completely, they will unlock new girl and dance. In the first version, there will be 10 girls and 10 dances for users to enjoy and experience. And then there will be more girls and dance updates. Are you with me? I'm totally with you. So Good. in other words, you're sitting in a virtual strip club. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, Pornhub's just a click away. It really is. So, but I mean, this makes you feel like you're in the action. Sure. Mm-hmm. So VR, fine. But Although they, I think there are websites for that too. But they have VR. <laughs> they build them in VR. But they have VR experiences too. You know? Uh, yeah. We just, actually had this conversation. I, I I will admit this on the podcast. I did look up VR porn out of morbid curiosity. And it's really scary. Yeah, I would imagine. It's really scary. <laughs> <laughs> But in a hilarious way, but like, yeah, I kind of was like, oh, it's too much. (laughs) Right there. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you can, you can take and imagine what she's talking about. We'll just, we'll leave it there. So is this, (laughs) is this game a dancing queen, B, sexly woman's, C, VR lap dance, or D for when the strip club banned you. Yeah. No. D's too cute. That's gotta be you. Um VR strip club. I guess it was C. I'm VR just lap go with dance. the straight plain one. Oh, VR mm. lap dance. Yeah, I'm just gonna mm. go with the straight plain one. Answer is A dancing queen. Boo. Boo. <laughs> no, it is now called VR lap dance. Okay. And this last one, uh, it starts off so well, okay? Does because it when your descriptor starts off with this first line, you know it's going to be a class act game. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Don't be offended and shake your fist in anger. This game doesn't <laughs> yep. want to offend anyone, or it's only made for humor. Our hero is a guy with non-traditional orientations. In the game... He is in a harsh reality, but he does not lose heart. He brings all joy and happiness. The game awaits. RPG, horror, arena, race. And I meant to say horror on purpose because they... I was just going to yeah, say... they misspelled. Um, race, this, which will all be a lot of puzzles and tests. In RPG, it is necessary to repaint graffiti and to change monuments without having caught sight of enemies. And enemies are very clever. Every enemy has its AI. For example, grandmothers can call for help, and bears love to dance. I I don't know what even is happening right now. Horror game <laughs> will not allow you to relax, as you will always need to walk only under the light. <laughs> 
no noise. If you touch the subject, you will immediately find. Unique bosses are waiting for you in the arenas and in the races. The track will surprise you with its jumps, slides, traps, and beautiful views. No. Are you with me? I don't me? even know what this. This just sounds like word salad. Like, is this, okay. <laughs> but don't be offended. Okay, I won't. <laughs> okay. Because your choices are oh, A, sup queer, B, hi gay, C, greetings lesbian, or D, what do British people call cigarettes? <sighs> oh, dear. Like, I want to get this one wrong, actually. <laughs> now that I, so I should just choose D because I'm almost 100% certain that was yours. Ah, uh, good <laughs> God. Fine. I don't know. B, hi, gay. There's B, hi, gay. <laughs> Oh, good damn it. <laughs> I, the, the one I get right, I'm, I feel ashamed. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I didn't hear you actually describing a game though. Like what's, no, yeah, what's it, the gameplay? A barrel dance, but don't get mad about that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, there's a homosexual element in the game, apparently. Apparently, but, but there was nothing about that in the description. Exactly. Other than your your hero is a guy with non-traditional orientations. That's it. He could be pansexual right, well. for all we know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. This game confused me. Yeah, that's not a game. No. It's a I'm train sorry, wreck. Developers. <laughs> all right. Lord. Today, I'm going to be telling you a story again. Story time. It's story time because, and this is this is one that I I thought for a moment that maybe I had had told, but uh, I hadn't. I had no. only told a portion of this story. That's why it seemed so familiar to me at one point, and I'll explain why. Because sometimes I don't think we realize that an entire generation has grown up in my lifetime and your lifetime. Right. Yeah. Because I remember when older people would look at me and say, you wouldn't know so-and-so. That's before your time. And yep. to their surprise, I would actually know it because I knew and grew up knowing pop culture in a way that I just did. You know, mm-hmm. these things were presented to me. Like if I said the name Bob Hope to a kid today, I'm yeah. sure they'd be like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Who's who's Don Adams? Who's... Uh, Hogan's Heroes and, and, and F Troop and all these things, but they wouldn't know mm-hmm. what that is. But if I said Ninja, no. they'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, I mean, we're living in different times because the fact that Ozzy Osbourne was discovered recently hurts my brain. Post Malone or something, was it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, I've always had these things, so it's a little hard for me to kind of remove myself from that idea that kids don't know certain things they Mm -hmm. know of a thing but they don't know what it was or what it used to be right so i guess what i'm trying to get at is we all look at nintendo as a video game company that has outlasted so many they've been around 
for quite a while. In fact, you may not even know this to be true, but uh, Nintendo has actually been around for 130 years. Now, granted, they have not like been making... I knew that, but yeah, it wasn't yeah, video games. Yeah, They weren't making video games. They were making what is known as Hanafuda cards, which is a game they play in Japan. I've tried to learn, and I, I'm confused by it still. Oh, okay, <laughs> I feel well. like there's an element to it that I just don't understand, So, and that could be cultural for all I know, but mm-hmm. it, I would love to learn how to play it. It seems interesting. But we we think of Nintendo as this, oh, yeah, they came out in the 80s, and they're, oh, yeah, they the NES, and they were gaming giants and look where they are today and that's what we know it is Mm -hmm. and they might not rival xbox and playstation in terms of power but they have ip that will survive for decades i guarantee that that's what they're going to ride on for years and if today's generation would think that maybe nintendo was the first video game company uh you know i it wouldn't surprise me yeah i was gonna say it's quite possible they do or even those uh, but, who might know Atari. Like maybe. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Oh, because hey. Nintendo is not the first video game company. And in fact, the history is a little bit muddy on what you want to officially refer to as the first. Now, if I were to ask you right now, Lace, what the mm-hmm. first video game made was, what would be your answer? Probably Pong. And you wouldn't like, be too far off. First- You know, but, and I think that is universally agreed upon as, yeah, that's the first video game. But some would argue that it's Space War. Do you know what Space War is? Is it like Space Invaders? No. No, I don't. This was a game that was developed in 1962 at MIT by a man named Stephen Russell. And it was not a commercially available video game, but it was a video game. So technically... It would have been one of the first video games, if not the first. But I can even pull back that even farther and say that the very first game was Turo Champ, which was a chess simulator de- developed by Alan Turing and David Champernow in 1948. Oh, wow. Depends on where you want to actually put that down as what classifies as a video game. Sure. Now, what about the first console? If I was to ask you, what do you think the very first video game console is, what would you say? Well, I would say probably like 16-bit Atari, but I feel like I know for a fact there was one before it, and I just can't remember what it was called. And a lot of people probably have forgotten, because many would probably agree that the Atari 2600, oh yeah, that that was the first big video, sure, yeah, it was the first popular one. First one that, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, because yeah, I don't remember the name of it. The very, very first video game console was the Magnavox Odyssey, and it released in September of 1972. Yeah. I feel like I remember reading that. Now, the point of all of this is to say that while Atari may not be the first at everything, they are truly responsible for the first commercially available video game, as well as the very first commercially uh, available arcade video game. Uh, it's actually known as Computer Space, which I think was a like a variation of uh, Space War, the one I mentioned before. Like they took that idea and turned it into Computer Space, and it was also had the first commercially successful video game, which was Pong. Which, okay. funny enough, is ironically 
was an arcade version of the game Table Tennis, which was released two months prior on the failed Magnavox Odyssey. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So all of this kicked off in 1971 with Nolan Bushnell and Ted Dabney designing Computer Space, which was a variation on Space War. Now, by 72, the two had incorporated Atari Incorporated. See what I did there? I should have just said Inc. Yep. Uh, Using the term which meant neighborhood in Japan or in Japanese to invoke a parallel in regards to the location of arcades. Although other stories suggest it was a reference to a position in the game Go when a group of stones is imminently in danger and being taken by one of the opponents is the Atari. I don't know. There's... You'll notice there are a lot of conflicting things in these stories. I think the longer it goes, you hear different things. The game of telephone is played, yeah. Sure. Over the next few years, Atari would help develop and distribute a number of arcade titles, but none would actually be as well-known as Pong, which actually saw three additional sequels or variations, if you will, like Super Pong and Double Pong, or I don't know. There was I can't remember them all. I didn't write them down, but there were other... Pong titles, and they were just banking off of the popularity of Pong. Yep. In fact, Pong was so popular that Atari made a home console version of the game in 1975 that was essentially a box with two knobs on it that you can connect to your TV using what was at the time the highest performing computer chip in the consumer in a consumer product. Fun fact: just keep in mind what I described there. It's a box with two knobs that you turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the console's code name was Darlene. Think about that one. <laughs> anyway, this push into the home market prompted Magnavox to actually file a lawsuit against Atari and other companies for copyright infringement over Pong because it was so popular and everybody can make Pong. And then Magnavox was like, ah, we did that first. He's like, yeah, but your console didn't sell, so... So we just stole your idea, sucker. Yeah. Uh, Now, by 1976, Atari wanted to get all of their games into households across the country, so they began development on the Atari video computer system, which we all know is the 2600, with the nice wood finish. Yeah, I have one still. It's useless, because I have no way to plug it into anything, (laughs) but I have one still. But still, yeah. Now, at $199, consumers received the console, two joysticks, a pair of paddles, and the game Combat. Now, while all of this sounds like a deal today, consider back in 1976 that $199 adjusted for inflation would be about the equivalent of $900. It was expensive. Yeah. So, Nolan Bushnell knew this could be a success and it would be an expensive one to reach, but they were going to push for it. So, looking for outside investors, Bushnell sold Atari to Warner Communications for an estimated $30 million. Keep that amount in your head That's as like we continue down this $10 road. $10 billion today. <laughs> well, it gets... When this story I'm continues just, to progress, you'll you'll understand where why that's... Okay. Um, it's a shame. I just like to pretend I know things. Sure. <laughs> but it is, yeah. I mean, $30 million seems quaint today. I mean, a movie can make that in a weekend. With a <laughs> one large... One day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one day. With a large corporation having control, changes started coming down the pipeline, such as the dissolution of Atari's pinball division, which I didn't mention, but I didn't see it being really necessary at this point. They were doing arcade stuff. Mm -hmm. The eye of 
the idea of discontinuing the console, uh, Bushnell actually came to them for in the first place. Warner was like, nah, we should just do away with that. So that was a point of contention. And then other directions the company wanted to go in, Bushnell just did not agree with what they were doing, but he came to them. Yeah. So he just said, screw it. I'm out. Although other reports would say he got fired. He says he quit. Again, telephone tag. Who knows? Yeah. Now, despite this hiccup, the well-known Atari 2600 actually did sell well in consumer markets and even accounted for a third of Warner's annual income at the time. During this boom, Atari was attempting to keep up with the competition as the home computer revolution was starting to take off. Atari developed a keyboard console branded the Atari 800 and even a smaller 400 model to compete with the home consoles like the Commodore and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until 1982 that Atari upgraded the 2600 to the 5200 in an effort to kickstart the next generation of game consoles. But unfortunately, the lack of game incompatibility with the 2600 unreliable controllers and a lack of games prevented the 5200 from being a success. Now, on top of that failure, internal company struggles and the video game crash of 1983, which I know I've mentioned prior to this, damaged the company significantly. One such deal that the company lost involved Nintendo. The company had recently released the Famicom system in Japan, and it was too great a claim, and we all know how awesome the Nintendo is. So, I mean, the Famicom is just that. They were looking to release it stateside, but they wanted to use Atari's name and branding in the console to kind of help push it because they were really not known here in the States. So they thought, well, we'll take Atari and everybody knows Atari. Boom. Win-win. And they were going to brand it the Nintendo Advance Video Gaming System. Now, there was a deal in place to be finalized. It was so close, but it got delayed after Atari learned that one of its competitors was illegally using Nintendo's Donkey Kong game to demonstrate its own hardware. So this turned out to be a license violation, which sent the thing into a tailspin. You had executives moving on past the deal because it was like, well, this is going to be held up. I got stuff to do. And even Atari CEO at the time got fired. (coughs) Because of this delay, Nintendo backed out and they did their own thing independently and now we see what happened. Now, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 1984, Warner Communications sold the home computing and game console division of Atari to Jack Tramiel. Again, another name we have mentioned prior. Uh, he was the man who founded the Commodore International, one of Atari's competitors. Jack had recently walked away from Commodore and ventured out into his own. With this purchase, he founded Atari Day 20% stake in, and the remaining arcade division of the company continued under the name Atari Games, but was sold to Namco in 1985. Effectively, that became the end of the original company as we knew it, as now it was separated into two separate entities. But the brand deal did still exist at the time. Under Tramel, Atari Corporation eventually began recouping losses and pumped out new hardware like the Atari ST computer. In 1989, Atari released its first and only handheld console, the Lynx. Do you remember the Lynx? I don't think I ever played one. I do. I never had one, but I remember it. It could not compete with the more affordable and much more reliable Nintendo Game Boy, although some of this could be contributed to the lack of availability during its launch session at Christmas that year. 
Now, Tramiel was so disappointed at the system's failure, he tried suing Nintendo, <laughs> claiming that they had an illegal monopoly on in the, the video game okay. space. But the case was rejected by a U.S. District Court, saying, nope, nope, this is no good. Now, despite that, Atari attempted to jump back into the hardware game one more time with the Atari Jaguar, the only 64-bit console on the market at the time. This was in 1993 when the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, both 16-bit consoles, were in their prime. Okay. So no one even considered a 32-bit console, let alone a 64-bit console. Yeah. They were way ahead of the game. But unfortunately, all the power under the hood wasn't enough to hold a dedicated audience because they didn't have anything to sell. Just the hardware. You've got to have games to yeah. back it up. you got to... And price. I'm sure the price was not cheap either. Oh, no. Despite the Jaguar's failure, the company was no longer in dire straits. The company uh, was left with just nothing to sell. So they were just like, well, what do we do now? We've got all this money and nothing to do with it. Now, Jack Trammell was ready to let the company go at that point, and he actually merged Atari Corp. with another company called JTS Incorporated in 1996. Less than two years later, JTS sold the Atari name and its assets to Hasbro Interactive for $5 million. Damn. Yeah, let that sink in for a minute. That really cemented how devalued the brand had become at that point. Yeah. Okay. At the end of the year 2000, French software publisher Infograms took over Atari Interactive and began publishing under the Atari label with games like V-Rally 3, Neverwinter Nights, and coincidentally, Enter the Matrix, which was a Warner Brothers property. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. How about that? Now, as the company grew, they continued to rebrand with Atari at the forefront. Infogram's EU division became Atari Europe. Hasbro Interactive became Atari Interactive. And Infogram's own U.S. subsidiary became Atari Incorporated, which Infogram's actually... And this was one of those business deals that I didn't quite understand. I understand subsidiaries. So maybe this is why it was just like my brain was like, uh, huh? Infogram's actually bought all the public shares for Atari Incorporated that they just rebranded, you know, their own subsidiary, and then essentially made it a wholly owned subsidiary private back into the, I don't know, business is strange sometimes. Mm-hmm. You have a subsidiary and they're like, no, I'm just going to buy that. We're going to bring it all in. Let's fold it all in. Right. Now, it seemed that the company and its brands were making a comeback, but alas, it wasn't a financial, or it was... Let me try that again, because I'm looking at my words. <laughs> sure. Okay, there we go. I'm I'm back in. Uh, it seems the company was trying to make a comeback, but its financial issues continued to plague the company. By 2013, four related Atari companies filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the Southern District uh, Court of New York. Three of these four companies would combine their efforts one year later to form the Atari Casino... A casino. I didn't okay. even know that existed. I didn't either. And then a, a new corporate strategy focused on LGBT, social casinos, real money gambling, and YouTube. Now, I personally have not seen any of these connections to those claims, but uh, 
okay, good, good for them. Now, the new Atari decided to return to their roots when they announced the Atari box in 2017 that we've spoken about in the past. However, as of right now, the system has not seen its launch date as of yet. But it should be uh, next year, I think, March, March or April of next year. Sounds all right. Now, I mean, it's, it's interesting how it's kind of come back around to the console market, how they've gone in this big loop. And you may be asking yourself, because, uh, you know, I, I left out a little point. What about Atari games? Because if you recall, I said that the, another division got split off and sent to, to Namco. Well, mm-hmm. what I would ask you to do at this point is go refer to yourself to episode 57 of our podcast, where we talk about the clever machinations of Tengen. And uh, that's that's where you'll find the rest of that tale. That's where that diverges. But... It, it goes a ways back. I understand that you have to search, but I'm not going to repeat that story. It's there. Right. Go find it. We've done it. Yeah. It's a great story. Anyway, I found it interesting that the company responsible for the emergence of the home console market and several firsts within the video game world has gone from a console leader to nothing more than a nostalgic brand. I mean, how many kids yeah. look at Atari and think, console? I guarantee a lot of them are like, hey, that's on a t-shirt. Right, because or I bought what, a game that had that in the title. Sure. Because I know they were still like, mm-hmm. some of whoever bought the name or whatever was still publishing games and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. And plus, look at the, the new console, the Atari box. They got that decked out wood finish, the paneling. That's nostalgia. That is nothing more than selling nostalgia. Yeah. And like I said, I still have mine. Mm-hmm. And, and while it was a, a great design, and I still think it's a great design, I, you can only ride so much in nostalgia, and I personally don't think that being first is always a good thing. Yeah, they, usually that's uh, the what you look back on to improve upon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, when that company did this, uh, so we should probably try, you know. I mean, always thankful for the first. Sure. And now think about that, though. There, I mean, the one interesting... I mean, there were a few interesting details within that history. Oh, but yeah. how, how interesting would it have been? Because there, there are two moments in history, I don't know if you know this or not, where Nintendo was so close to, to teaming with another company, one of its rivals. Mm-hmm. So had Nintendo teamed with Atari for the NES, would Atari have survived as a brand? Or would they have taken Nintendo down with them? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean... Go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, I, I, I like to think about, I feel like maybe it would have helped. Sure. Because, I mean, because I, mean, I feel like at least the team at Nintendo would have remained the same, I would imagine. And using their knowledge and everything to move everything mm-hmm. forward. I mean, I, I don't I know, know if we know Atari though. It might have the name might have been dissolved. Sure. Mm. Yeah. I, I I feel like that the games and I really feel like a lot of the games and everything, Nintendo would have still maintained good quality for a while because, I mean, it was impressive at the time. You compare it to an Atari and you get a Nintendo and you're like, shit, this is. Oh yeah. You know, far and away, much. Look much, at all the colors. Look what yeah. I can do. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that difference. So, I, th- I really feel like the Nintendo would have still worked and, and been successful. But would they have created Nintendo of America? 
would they have had those strict guidelines of not shoveling games onto the console all the time like Atari had a tendency of doing Mm -hmm. and would it have kind of collapsed the system right so I'm not sure I'm not sure I mean the the other instance I was referring to is when Nintendo was looking to team up with Sony over the PlayStation Mm -hmm. to create one super console and once that deal fell through they created their biggest rival Yep. So, yep, yep, yep. Who knows? I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Or, uh, well, but the competition is what makes everything better. So. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just funny how it, how we get there. I mean, when you really look at those those stories, you're like, wow, that's. And the people who were the stepping stones that got us to here that we so easily forget because they may not have been around for a long time now or within mm-hmm. your generation, you know? Right. Just sad. Yeah. But that's uh, that's my story this week. I hope everyone enjoyed it. If you learned a little yeah, something about Atari, yeah. yeah, because I felt like we hadn't talked about Atari, and they they are the first of of many things, you know, and at least the one that I always go back to because I may not have owned one, but they were the first video game that I remember, console I remember. Well, yeah, it was like I think technically like my mom's. You know, so, like, I had it by default because, I mean, I, I feel like it was in the house before I was born. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, I yeah, knew. I remember playing it a lot. Like, I remember playing the Donkey Kong, and I played Space Invaders, and I played Pong, and I, yeah, I, I did all those, and I, even some random ones that probably no one had really had heard of, you know, because, mm-hmm. as you said, they, they pushed out a lot of games. But uh, yeah, we and used I to re- have, you know, those old cassette drawers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pull out and you could slide the cassettes in. That was Mm. what we kept our Atari games in. So we had like two sleeves. What was Mm. it like ten, I guess, a piece? So for twenty games, like that's back in the day, that was huge, man. Sure. (laughs) It's so many. I mean, I remember I had cousins that had an Atari twenty six hundred, and that's where I actually got first introduced to it. But then, Mm -hmm. the more I think on it. There were other people I knew that had an Atari. Even even when I had a Nintendo at home, there were other people that had video games, had Ataris, and it was just commonplace. Like a mm-hmm. Nintendo eventually became. So it was just like yeah. something you had. And it's interesting because I guess even today, it is commonplace. Either you have a, a PlayStation, you have an Xbox, a Switch, a Wii. People have these in their home. I mean, it's most people do. Yeah. I mean, the fact that like my parents up, have now, I remember, a Wii. I think it was the girl across the street who had one, which made me want one, you know, and mm-hmm. then like all of us ended up having one. Sure. So it's it's interesting, to say the least. Makes you wonder yeah. what it'll be in another 30, 40 years. Oh my God. What we're talking about now will be so archaic. Sure. It'll just be like we're touching our temple and we're instantly in a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, do you remember when you had to press a button? You had to slide in a disc. They used controllers. Duh. Like, we just use our hands now. Like, can you believe they used to have to have keyboards and all of this stuff? It's crazy. Just put on your glasses and play the game. God. Just damn. God. God. Mom. No, no, anything. I'm going to go play the game. You just stick something in your eye. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like those Black Mirror episodes where they just mm-hmm. like wear these contacts, lenses, or whatever, and just like zone out on the couch. Yep. Well, anyway, that's our show. Hope everybody enjoyed. Yeah, excellent. Uh, I hope everyone will be uh, looking forward to next week because I I have a little something planned for next week that I think will be fun. Ooh, even so, I don't know. No, but uh, that's that's why I'm gonna spring it on you because uh, okay, I think it'll sharpen your senses. Uh oh, yeah. better get plenty of sleep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but anyway. Hit us up on Twitter sometime at Super Mega Crash. Send us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view our weekly icon art. Support the show by pressing a like button, leaving reviews on your preferred platform, and even going to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions. And you can tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and even youtube.com slash pencil paper productions. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I'm Alicia Finley. Join us again next week, Super Mega Crash siblings, for the 100th episode! But until then, game on! This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.